Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host and your homegirl, Brianna Christel. If you're new around here, all you need to know is that we keep it transparent and super positive in the Shine Bright Podcast streets. We talk about everything and anything. And my hope is that each episode you walk away feeling like you had a chat with your good girlfriend. And also, if you enjoyed today's episode, my ask is that you go and rate the podcast wherever you listen. I read every single review and my love language is words of affirmation. So any review or any kind of words that you leave definitely fill my love bucket. So thank you in advance for rating this podcast. How is your heart, sis? How is your heart? So this is my favorite part of each episode I told y'all we are about transparency over here. So if you're new here, how is your heart is my favorite question basically to ask other people and myself. And I like it better than how are you because how are you is a question that a lot of people can BS and they don't have to put put much thought into answering. But when somebody asks you, how is your heart? That is a deep question and a question that makes you pause. And I think that those heart check-ins are super important. So I like to answer this question first, and then I invite you to do the same. How is my heart? Well, my heart right now is pretty full and grateful. Um, I shared on social media that I had a surgery last Friday. And basically, long story short, back in 2019, I found a small lump in my breast. And it was 2019 was the second year that I was in in Indiana, Uh, moved far away from my friends and family. So I was by myself. I was already at the time feeling pretty homesick before I even found the lump. I was missing my family, feeling isolated from my people. And then finding the lump on top of that was just like devastating for me because I had no family close by. And I didn't really know how to reach out to my friends and let them know what was going on. So I basically went through the whole process of finding out what was going on on my own. I had to get several ultrasounds, wait for those results, two mammograms, wait for those results. And I even eventually had to get a biopsy to just ensure that it wasn't cancerous. And I went through that whole process by myself. And I was so used to being the strong friend, the one that checked on everybody. And I really didn't know how to lean on my friends. I didn't know how to be vulnerable. I didn't know how to even ask for help. I didn't even know what help to ask for. And so I didn't. And it was a horrible and isolating experience. But fast forward to this time around getting the lump removed, I basically, I let my community be there for me. Like I let my friends send me meals. My best friend, Nicole, insisted on being the one to bring me to the hospital, pick me up, stay with me the weekend. Like even though this girl lives five hours away from me, like, and is planning a whole wedding and all this other stuff, moving, she insisted on being there. And, you know, it just felt good not to have to be the strong friend. It felt good to lean on community and let people like love on me. I had people send me like care packages and things that I probably would like a friend sent me this super fuzzy blanket that like I've been literally wrapped up on the couch with ever since. And that was something that I probably wouldn't have ever known to ask for. Um, But she sent it and it was wonderful. And so 
it made me reflect like all the love and support that I received by just letting people be for be there for me made me reflect on um, 2019 and the choice that I made to basically go through that go through all of that alone and how I could have had so much more support if I wasn't afraid of reaching out and I think basically the moral of the story is you don't have to be the strong friend that checks on everyone else and never lets people check on you. You don't have to be that friend that is there for everyone, but doesn't ever let people be there for you. Like God created us to be very communal beings. Like we weren't meant to live this life by ourselves. So don't like lean on your people. And for me, like when you don't, like when you're afraid to share what you're going through, you almost don't even give God the opportunity to work through other people and their kindness and their generosity. And so I would have never known to ask for that super fuzzy blanket that my friend sent me, but like she did send it to me and it has a bunch of little scriptures on it. And every time I'm cuddled up with it, like I'm just reminded of God's love for me. And so if I chose to be super insulated and not let people know what was going on, then I would not have create an opportunity to have been blessed um, by my friend in that way. So I say all that to say, well, I say a couple of things. Number one, you don't have to be, you can be vulnerable. Like you can tell people when you need them. Like I used to pride myself. (laughs) This is so foolish. We'll talk about this in another episode. But I used to pride myself on a person, on being a person that didn't need other people, which is foolish because we all need other people. Um, So if you're one of, if you're like, who I used to be. And you're like, nope, I don't need anybody. I do. I can do it on my own. Like, you know what? You probably can do it on your own, but life would be a lot sweeter if you let people in and let them help you in, in your downtimes. And number two, ladies, like do yourself breast exams. And for me sharing a little bit of my story and finding the lump and stuff like that on social media, there have been so many young women that have told me about finding lumps, having to get them removed. Mine was called fibroadenoma, which is a common like benign mass that pops up for people like young women in their 20s and things like that. So there were so many people that have gone through this and I'm like, what the heck? Like I didn't know this was so common and because nobody talks about it. So do your breast self breast exams and, you know, make sure that you're on top of things that are happening in your health and don't be afraid to share your story because you don't know who you are going to help. But anyways, (laughs) that was my little mini sermon. Um, That is how my heart is doing. My heart is grateful that I'm no longer letting pride stand in the way of me being vulnerable with my tribe. And I'm also just so grateful for the ways that people showed up for me and took care of me and have been taking care of me while I've been healing. Love y'all. If you're, you know, if you're listening, (laughs) I appreciate y'all in the way that you've shown up. But okay, now it is your turn to check in with yourself. How is your heart doing, sis? What are you carrying that you need to put down or that you need to ask for some help in carrying? Time to check in. How's your heart, sis? So in general, I am not a very big television watcher. Like, there are very few shows that I watch religiously. Like I watch Grownish, Blackish. I watch The Challenge on MTV. And one of my newest shows that I've adopted during quarantine has been Married at First Sight. Now, if you are listening and you have been watching this season of Married at First Sight, you already know where this episode is going. But if you're not, I want to give some background for those that have never seen the show before. But again, we're we going to talk about 
the mess that has been this season because I got a lot of things to get off my chest. But first, some background. Okay, so those who have never watched Married at First Sight before, I just want basically want to explain the concept so you have some context around what we're talking about. So this is a show that comes on a Lifetime Network, and it's basically a modern twist on the idea of an arranged marriage. So each season, the show and their three relationship experts travel to different U.S. cities, and single people basically sign up to apply to for the relationship experts to basically hook them up with the spouse. But the catch of the whole experiment is that they don't meet their spouse until the moment they're walking down the aisle to them on their wedding day. <laughs> so it the concept of the show sounds a little gimmick, gimmicky. And I remember a few years ago, like a friend telling me that they watched the show and I was like, well, that sounds stupid. Like, of course, people are just doing this for money. Like, this doesn't seem real. And then during COVID, where I had nothing else to do but watch silly television shows I started watching the show and I saw that it's actually not gimmicky like people really do this is a way that people you know go about finding their spouse and not everyone stays together but there are couples that do stay together that become like your fan favorites so there are several from previous seasons that have gotten married had kids like all of that so I really like it I think it's a great experiment to just watch people navigate through just so many things like there are so many like for me it's I call it research because I like I'm able to see all the reasons why relationships go wrong like people come into this process and they think they're ready right like they think that they're like yeah I'm ready to do this and then their insecurities shine bright like a diamond throughout the whole process and you're like oh my gosh like you were not ready to be married because you have a lot of insecurities that you haven't dealt with or you see people that can't compromise or um you know, they're not vocal about their needs. They don't even know what they need, so they can't even express it to a partner. So many things. Anyways, I started watching season nine, which if you're in the US, that's the only season that's on Netflix right now. And I've watched it to this current season. So that's the background. Um, But what are we here to talk about today? So we're here to talk about the hot mess that is this season. And You probably have seen memes or people talking about it. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me talking about it because it has had everyone literally in an uproar (laughs) and I'll basically explain why. So this is a spoiler, but honestly, it is what it is. (laughs) But one of the contestants who just so happens to be black and in the words of my dear sister, Issa Rae, I am always rooting for everyone black, no matter what show I'm watching, Family Feud, like it doesn't matter, any game show, any anything, any award show, I'm always rooting for anybody black. It's just always, that's just the way it is. So last season, season 11, I think of Married at First Sight when they were in New Orleans, they had some of the best black couple love stories ever. So if you haven't watched this season, or if you haven't watched the show, I definitely recommend starting with season, the New Orleans season, because there's just a much better representation of the black couples in that season. (laughs) And then you can move to this current season, which is the Atlanta season. Anyways, long story short, one of the guys, his name is Chris. He comes on the show. He gets married to this girl named Paige. And now he discloses to the experts that he had been engaged three months prior to this experiment as to why they let this man sign up or he chose to sign up so fresh out of an engagement I don't know that's a whole nother podcast anyways so they are maybe I think three days into their honeymoon so after so with the show you get married 
and then you have your like your whole wedding so you're meeting like your husband or your wife's side at the reception you have the party you go back to the hotel for your honeymoon night and then you actually travel to go on honeymoon then they move in together like it's a whole it's not perfect like these people are really married so anyways Three days into the marriage, while they're on their honeymoon, Chris finds out that his ex-fiance is pregnant and has a baby on the way. And so Paige, who signed up for none of this tomfoolery, but just to be married, finds out that this man has a baby on the way. And it's a whole lot of mess. (sighs) Let me take a breath because... (laughs) Again, if you've been watching this season, you know how frustrating it has been because Chris has been very manipulative in a lot of ways with Paige. Um, He initially told her that he wasn't attracted to her, but still has sex with her multiple times. Um, And Paige engaged in that multiple times. Um, But this last week, the episode really made me so upset and... I just, I just had to talk about it. So after Chris tells Paige that he's expecting a baby, what would one expect Paige to do? Pack her bags and be up out of there. But what does Paige do? Well, um, so these are like, they're Christians and Paige is very much so like, well, God ordained this, so I'm going to stick by him. He's my husband, blah, 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 foolishness. And she chooses to stick around. And Chris's behavior becomes more and more toxic. He starts fighting with other cast members, like a whole bunch of foolishness. So anyways, Paige is like willing to stick through this, which mistake number one that I don't agree with. Um, and then when they're coming back from their honeymoon, Chris decides, actually, I'm not going back with you to Atlanta to move into our apartment. I'm going to Chicago to check on the baby mama and tells Paige that he actually wants to make it work with the baby mama and he does not want to be with Paige. And Paige reveals to the um experts because the experts have like these check-ins with them and she reveals to the expert that even after chris told her that she was that he wasn't attracted to her and even after he told her about the baby like she continued to have sex with him unprotected at that and you can tell that Paige still wants to make it work with this man after all of these clear signs and guys I was so triggered and maybe not in the way that you think like I can we can all go in on Chris and Paige and our thoughts but I had a moment where in in me judging Paige because that's what I was absolutely judging her I was like Paige and Paige has been has been being dragged um because people would just be like, yo, love yourself more. Like, why would you let this man do all this to you and you be a willing participant? Like, you, like, girl, pack your bags, go home. But anyways, I realized that a lot of us are a lot more like Paige or have been more like Paige than we probably, probably would like to admit. 
And as I was watching Paige, like, beg for this man in some ways, I mean, not with her words, but, like, put up with this trash treatment and not know that she deserved better. Like, I felt like I was looking at myself, like, back in college and in certain situations and people that I dealt with where it was, like, clear as day, like, baby girl, know yourself, know your worth, love yourself more. I was so adamant about or so willing to make it work with somebody's trash son than to love myself enough and know that I deserved better. And that was like really hard to watch, right? Like how many of us have been in relationships by ourselves willingly? Like we've been the only active participant by choice. And while it's so easy for us to sit in the viewer's seat and judge Paige, I'm like, hold on, guys. Like, some of us have been there. I've been there. And my biggest, I guess, maybe I was triggered, (laughs) y'all. But, like, my biggest takeaway, I'm like, yo, like, when somebody shows you who they are, you believe them. Like there is not like I wish I could jump through the screen and yell at Paige, but also yell at myself and say like who I used to be like there's nothing that you can do to change somebody who doesn't want to be with you or who doesn't want to make the effort that you deserve to be with you like you are sticking around waiting for them to see your worth and you're like, oh, if I just stay here and do this or, you know, I know I'm a great person. So eventually I'm going to win him over. Girl, pack your bags. Like, I wish I could go back and tell myself that I would have saved myself a lot of time, a lot of wasted energy, a lot of tears if I just knew that I deserved better, but I didn't waste time trying to prove that to that person that, you know what, I'm this amazing girl, so you should be with me. And I feel like that's what Paige is trying to do is to show him because this girl was praying with him. This girl was like being there for him when he was having meltdowns, checking on him when she's the one that should have been checked on. Like she was doing all this stuff that I feel like she was trying to prove to him her worth. And I just wanted to like shake her through the screen and be like, you don't have to prove your worth to him. You don't need him to validate that you are worthy of being treated with love and respect and kindness and pursued after. And to be honest, like a lot of what Paige is accepting is because she doesn't truly believe that she deserves more. And there's this whole other toxic Christianity layer that's there with her being like, oh, you know, I want to stick it out because of blah. No, 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 no. (laughs) Pack your bags immediately, sis. Um, But yeah, I just kind of wanted to like say that because I feel like there's a lot of conversation, a lot of judgment um, coming Paige's way. And yes, I definitely agree with most people and saying that I want her out of that situation. But also, I think, like I said, we have to pause and and reflect on the times that we have been a page and maybe you wasn't accepting, you know, a guy having a baby on you or maybe you were, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> but I think this moment requires some, some pause and reflection for sure. 
And my heart is just so grieved for Paige, but it's grieved for every woman who does not know her worth. And for, again, like I said, the girl that I used to be, and it has been such a process of knowing what I'm worth and standing in that. Cause it's not easy. Like insecurity, uh, she's tricky, right? Like she could be right there, you know, right in the corners and you don't even realize it. And you don't realize that you have low self-esteem and you don't realize that you don't deem yourself worthy of certain treatment. And again, like I used to be that girl. And some of the things that I have been working through to just make sure that I never fall back into those patterns again is affirming myself. Like I literally do affirmations in the morning to remind myself of like what I am deserving of. Like you are deserving of a man that loves you just as much as you love him. You're deserving of a man who's willing to put as much effort in as you are. Like you're deserving of somebody who will look at you like you're the only person in the room. Like I tell myself these things so that I believe them. And there was a time where I don't know that I necessarily believed it. And another exercise that I've been doing (laughs) that I've been doing recently um, is like I listen. This might sound super cheesy. I almost feel a little embarrassed that I'm admitting this. But anyways, we're here. Um, But I like I listen. I've been listening to like a lot of R&B now that I have um, streaming services and I can listen to music with no ads. (laughs) I've been going into a lot of R&B. And I specifically listen to male R&B artists and listen to the songs that they sing about, um, you know, being in love or their relationships and I like imagine somebody singing that song to me and like tell myself that I'm worthy of that and sometimes we can't even like see that like we don't even know that we deserve it or we can't even imagine it like especially if we grew up in situations where maybe we didn't see like super affectionate um relationships or you know maybe the guy was the one that was more nonchalant and the girl was the one that was kind of going all out like I listen to these songs and I'm like yo I believe that I am worthy and deserving of somebody singing these songs or having these type of feelings for me. And I just sit in that. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Like sometimes I can't see that. And that again, that just speaks to like me knowing my worth. Like sometimes it's hard. And I'll be like, oh, but I don't know. Like, can somebody really feel this way about me? Um, and this is me being super vulnerable and transparent. And this is just the work that I'm doing. And I just wanted to share for anyone else that is honest and they look at Paige and they say like, wow, like I've been there. I didn't love myself enough to walk away or I didn't love myself enough to know what I deserved or I didn't love myself enough to not put up with BS <laughs> in a relationship. Like I want you to know that you deserve to be valued you deserve to be pursued and I just I'm so passionate about people just knowing their worth like knowing their worth in Christ and just knowing that you are precious and you should be treated that way and you don't have to settle just for companionship and I know it's easier said than done y'all I know (laughs) but You don't have to settle um, just because you think that that's all that there is to offer. Like, no, we see Chris, but if you've watched the seasons before, like there's Miles and there's Woody's out there, y'all. So don't settle for the Chris when there are Miles and Woody's out there. Like you are deserving of a Miles and a Woody, okay? Like that's what I be telling myself. Like 
listen, just because you've dealt with raggedy in the past don't mean you're destined to keep dealing with raggedy. Like, absolutely not. Okay. Go find your Woody sis. Go find your, your, what's his name? Miles. <laughs> and know that you are deserving of that. Okay. Now, I would also be remiss if I did not share what I think Chris deserves. Now, <laughs> that child of God deserves to be slapped. <laughs> several times um no I think he has so much so 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 much wrong with him he needs a hug not for me though because I don't have the patience for that but he needs he doesn't love himself either like he has a lot of self-work love self-love work (laughs) to do as well um he has a lot of insecurities and it's very very clear um in how he acts in this season he it lacks confidence self-worth self-esteem all that as well but that does not change the fact that I want to fight Chris his parents included like I just feel like his parents have to be held responsible for the child that they raised and low-key his grandparents like I was really feeling grandma and grandma in season one or episode one where they was giving him all this great advice and then I'm like, okay, but do y'all know he's acting like a whole hot daggone fool on television and dragging this girl through the mud? Anyways, anyways. um, Yeah, I don't really have much to say about Chris. I'm very, uh, what's the word? Um, I have never wanted to fight somebody from television more. Um. I I truly like want to jump through my screen like I'm sure many of you do every single episode and this next episode coming up on Wednesday um he sits down with Paige and the baby mama to have a conversation and I'm like about what if I was Paige I said this already if I was Paige I would be slapping and suing everybody the experts the executive Chris ever his parent everybody would have to pay up but that's that on that okay I'm gonna get off that soapbox but basically if you are listening ladies like I just want you to love yourself to know what you are worth and know what you deserve and forgive yourself for the times where you put up with crap that you shouldn't have like you know listen when you know better you do better so forgive yourself for the times where you didn't do better because you didn't know better but now that you know better let's get this together boo okay (laughs) and so I hope this episode was helpful for somebody to see maybe themselves into page in page um to also give her more grace because again like a lot more of us have been there than we probably want to admit so give sis grace and refrain from tearing her down because i'm sure she's going through a lot and i'm sure hindsight's 2020 so when she goes back and watches this and sees maybe how much she didn't love herself enough to walk away or didn't love herself enough to know that she deserved better like that might be hard so let's give sis page some grace let's find Chris okay I need y'all to send me his Instagram okay because I got some choice words for brother man okay <laughs> no I'm just kidding it's also <laughs> but I hope this episode was helpful for somebody um thank you guys so much for tuning in don't forget to like subscribe share with a friend and all right until next episode I hope you guys find a reason to shine bright on purpose bye